Welcome everybody to Gutsy Presenter. Jen, we have a guest today. We do. We certainly do. Renee Deneen is an experienced TEDx speaker. Renee, you spoke at TEDx North Adams in Massachusetts, right? That's correct. A cute yeah. little town, very proud town. Yeah. And what's cool is people or our viewers can find your talk on the TED website. There's almost 600,000 views of your talk. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, you don't, you never kind of know how that's all going to unfold and then magically it works. So yeah, 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 super proud about that. Good. You should be, you should be. I, I look, you stood out in my mind. I've watched a number of Ted talks, of course, as a, as a coach, but um, I loved watching your talk because your talk was about a very important topic, which I'll have you describe in a second, but you had what I called quiet eyes. <laughs> which is, wow. you focused, yeah, I know. Scott Woo. loves quiet eyes. I love quiet eyes. <laughs> you focus on the human beings in your audience, an individual, and you sort of let your eyes come to rest and you talk to them. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of TED speakers, their eyes, you know, they make eye contact, but their eyes skip around. And uh, your movement is so purposeful and graceful. And it was, I thought it was wonderful. And it kind of tied into what you were talking about. Tell everybody what your, your talk was about. Yeah, um, the talk really names doing as an addiction yeah. and describes my, um, my recovery story, which I'm definitely still in recovery and allows people to see if and how they resonate with doing as an addiction and if it's serving them or really keeping them from showing up in the most authentic and powerful ways that they can and yeah. really keeping them um, out of choice. So that's really when I knew my doing addiction had me versus me having it is I had lost my ability to choose for myself. Prepping for the, the TED talk was something that I was inspired by, but not necessarily prepared for. I think the application process itself is not my favorite. It's cumbersome. It is, you know, you only need one. It's sort of like you only need one house. You only need to get into one school. You only need to find that one job. But in the middle of finding that one, it's a ton of rejection. And, you know, kind of being able to hold that reality very loosely because they're not rejecting you. They're not even rejecting your talk. You just, you're competing, you know, it's a competitive landscape and you're competing with a lot of other people. So mm -hmm. just, you know, reminding those folks who are in the midst of that, who can relate to what I'm saying. It's, it's not for the faint at heart, but it's, it, as soon as you land your talk, somehow it all, all of that goes away. So it's <laughs> well, very if it, temporary. If it were an easy process, then there would be True. too many TEDx speakers. <laughs> That's right. You would be sitting through, you know, 30 in a session because they only take six or eight. And so just to remember, it's, you know, it's not just about that event and about you achieving that. It really is you become part of something so much bigger. And if you can remember that going into it, that for me, remembering that I was part of something bigger, um, had maybe more in service, kind of less in my ego and less worried about if it's going to be good or not. And more just, I, I'm here, I'm here for a reason. The universe wants me here. And so, you know, that I think for me provided that, like, so give it your very, very best, hmm. you know? You, yeah. So that was my mentality. A lot, it's, it's a lot of rewriting, practicing, coaching, yes. 
and memorizing. And so you write it. Um, and I worked with a company called the idea collective. I don't know if you guys know Taylor Conroy, real dynamic guy. So, um, definitely worth checking out. And he has done a few TEDx's and he's a, a social activist and a philanthropist and just a great guy. And he created this process for people to come in and you could get help with the app applying. You could get some TEDx coaching, et cetera. So I utilized that and um, I was happy I did. Um, and they guarantee you that you land a talk. If it takes 20, if it takes 200, you know, you'll, you'll land a talk eventually. So you have that to know too, but then getting into the talk, they give you sort of an, a, a proven path, starting with that moment of engagement, right? And really having it anchored on a real personal story and being more intimate with telling your story and your idea. And let, you know, for me, it wasn't about the theory or the research. Um, and so just being very connected to your message. Um, and then you write it and you get attached to every little word, <laughs> literally every word the last four or five weeks, I just was memorizing. Mm, do you remember, or I'm sure you remember, so can you share with us the right before going out on stage, <laughs> how that felt? Yeah. Well, you, you arrive usually the day before and they have a dinner and you meet the other speakers. And so you, you instantly like get this, like, oh, I'm part of something. And this means a lot. It actually means this event meant way more to them than it probably did to me. Um, and so you get that, you, you're inspired by that right away. Mm. So that was great. And then night before, yeah, you don't sleep much. I worked out in the morning. I did my talk again, like five times that morning, the moments before they, you kind of go to the side, you know, when your talk before you's up. And I literally, I was like, I need a paperback. <laughs> I thought I, I couldn't breathe. Like my chest was constricting. I was like on the verge of a true anxiety attack. And I just got Carolyn Cabernet, you've been on the platform for 25 years. What, you know, my inner critic got a little bit, a little bit of playtime, but mostly I, it just was funny. I kind of just had to laugh at it and like trust myself and, and really be like, oh my God, thank God you memorized it. And um, then I got on and in the beginning, I can tell I'm nervous. And by the way, it didn't go perfect. I forgot an entire section. And by the, of that word that I picked and like flow, I had so meticulously mm -hmm. designed and my husband's in the front row with my script. Oh, and I see him. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my God. Where is that she? That does not help. <laughs> A whole chapter. And then I'm on stage and I, um, and I remembered, I'm like, I think I forgot that. Like I can, I can see myself doing that on stage, even though I keep talking. So if you're going to do it memorized, cause thank God I did that. Uh, so mostly no one else would notice. And then I ended up putting it in later and it was fine, but then I had them take it out and it didn't matter. It was an oh, important piece. It was, it was kind of, more about the side. but that was, so I say that I bring that up just to say, everything is editable. Most TEDx crews are going to help you put the best piece of work out there for you. Yeah. Um, so in the end, it actually ended up 16 minutes instead of 18. And that's probably good too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also a good reminder, Renee, that the, you know what to expect. You know what's coming. The audience, right. they have no idea what's That's coming right. next. So it doesn't stand out to them necessarily. I would say my biggest panic, and I was like, get out of your head, just do the talk and who cares, is I wasn't sure if I forgot it or not. So then when I brought it in later, oh. <laughs> my inner critic was convincing me that the eyes that I was dropping into and making contact with were like, why is she saying the same thing over oh and over? <laughs> why is she saying this again? So true. But I wasn't. It definitely was still original, but it just was out of order. So it, it all turns out. 
Yeah. Hey, Renee, what, what stands out the most? I mean, other than, than maybe what you've mentioned here from the whole experience. You know, I think if you're going to do a TEDx, um, the idea does matter. Um, it has to matter to you. And I would worry less about, is it going to matter to everybody else? If it provided a real insight, a real breakthrough in your own life, chances are it's going to offer that to other people. And whether you get 60,000, 600,000 or 6 million, obviously that's not the point. It is nice to get it out there. It is kind of, it does offer some street cred and I do other keynotes and things like that. So yes. And, but ultimately at the end of the day, what I would say the biggest thing that I hope for is that this message that I call kind of turning into a movement around breaking our addiction to doing um, is an important one. And it's not something that happens overnight. And so I'm personally sticking with it. I'm writing a book on it. I bring it into my coaching practice. Um, I talk about it on my Instagram page, just overall kind of lifestyle and well-being. Um, and so that's, it's, it's less about like the moment of the talk and it's more about the, the message that you think that the world needs to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that puts more pressure or less pressure, but my, my summary is it should matter to you greatly. I, I think Renee, it's someone who's thinking of doing a TEDx talk, just take the first step and yeah. apply. Yeah. And it, because it is, gosh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is about a nine month process. Yes. And I, I do believe that TEDx speakers, they don't realize that when you apply and you're accepted to give a TEDx talk, you need to carve out about nine months of that year where you're going to have TEDx on your brain for yeah, nine months. That's a great way to say that. Exactly. You're like, okay, this is a main part of my day-to-day life that me and this TED thing. And, mm-hmm. and some, it does happen more quickly. Some people wait until their talk is fully written and then apply. I didn't do it that way. I was sort of building as I was applying, but I knew my main points and I refined it a hundred times. I did. I didn't get too attached. And that's a life lesson for me too, is don't get too attached. Even in the end, like that piece that I had to take out, it was like teaching me like, that's okay. That's, it's not about that piece. Yeah. So it's a, it's definitely a, a great life experience. It's not for everyone, but if it's on your heart, um, I would say it's, it's less scary than you think it will be. And it, it can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you make of it. For make sure. it fun. Yeah. Make yes. It fun. Yes. Yeah. So oh, you mentioned, Renee. you mentioned your oh, Instagram account. What's your Instagram handle so we can drive people your way. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I'm new in that space, um, but it's keeping me in my writing life. And so I, I probably, I'm less of a kind of blogger and more of a writer. That's who I am. Um, and I write about leadership, lifestyle, well-being. Um, and doing as an addiction, of course. Um, so it's Renee M. Deneen. So first name, last name with my initial in the middle, because Renee Deneen was already out there, which I have never <laughs> met her, but she's there. Yeah. All right. Oh, Renee. congrats again, Renee. And you the title of the talk is Authentic in Action, Undoing the Doing in a Do Crazy World. So yeah, I love undoing that. Undoing the Doing. I love that. Well, Renee, thank you so much for your time and your incredible insight. I love your talk. I love your idea. And just, you know, thank you for being generous with your time. Thank you for putting this work out in the world and yeah. for inviting me into it. Appreciate it. All right, Happy. everybody. Thanks for watching. Okay. We'll see you next Great week. Day. Have a good week.